Welcome to the Weekend Sports Buzz here on 96.1 FM, 1450 AM, WXVW. I'm Kelly Patrick alongside Steve Driver, Les Abbott. We are coming to you as we do every Sunday morning, 9 a.m. to 11 a.m., talking all things in the world of sports. How are you guys doing this morning? I'm good, man. Is it 9 a.m.? It is 9 a.m., contrary to what Les thought. Les actually forgot to set his clocks back and showed up at this studio an hour and 45 minutes prior to the start of the show. I personally think that's dedication. That's dedication. I do appreciate Les doing that. Um, he normally shows up much earlier than I do. He's he's here half an hour, 45 minutes ahead of time. This morning turned into an hour and 45 minutes yeah. ahead of time. Fall back, spring forward, Les. I'm 34 years old. Steve's 31. Yep. We know these things. We're older. Yeah, we're wiser. We're Less is 24, so I mean, in time, you'll get it. Fall forward, spring back. I'll try to remember <laughs> next year, you know. Just, just stick with it, man. You'll get it. Yeah. You'll get it. <clears throat> Fall forward, spring back. <laughs> Never forget that. <laughs> Never forget that. The Oxmoor Chrysler Dodge Jeep and Ram buzz line is 502-384-1450. We encourage you to give us a call. Get in on the action. We are a weekly sports radio show. What that means is we get to recap the week that was in the world of sports, preview the upcoming week. Uh, no shortage of topics today. I was fortunate to do commentary for Hard Rock MMA 94 in Bowling Green, Kentucky last night. Great night of fights. Nine amateur MMA fights. I had a blast doing it. Uh, some really good action. If you ever get the chance to watch a local MMA card, actually I encourage Les and Steve, the next time I do one, December 9th, Come along with me, and, and in all seriousness, I'm not just saying that. Uh, you, if you honestly come with me, and then you say to me, it was fun, um, but I mean, an NBA game's better, you know, or a college football game's better, that's okay, I won't, you know what I mean? So you're saying it's better than... I am honestly, game. honest to goodness, saying that if you go to a local MMA event and sit with me, <laughs> I get to sit cage side, um, and you will too, if you go with me, for the sake of the show, that you will walk away and say, damn... <laughs> That was cool as hell. That was the coolest sporting event I've ever been to. Ever in my life. Yes. I honestly believe that. I'm not, I, I've been to NBA games. I saw Michael Jordan play in person three times. I saw Shaq play twice. I mean, I've seen a lot of cool uh, sporting events. Thanks to my dad, mostly, when I was young. But then as I've grown, you know, I have plenty of Louisville football games, Louisville basketball, things like that. Local MMA is the coolest event I've ever been to. So I encourage you, and you guys don't have to take me up on it if you want. If you guys are narrow-minded and you're not open to new things, that's okay, you know. Me, on the other hand, it's 2017, very open-minded. I've taken on a new sport. Uh, MMA at the local level is great. At the national and international level, yeah, let's say specifically international level, um, a huge card last night. It was Any intrigue for either of you for UFC 217 last night? A little bit, but I'm not going to pay for it. I'll probably just, you know, either illegally watch it or just watch some highlights. Okay, any intrigue at all, Les? A mm, little bit. I mean, any admission that uh, or, or thoughts on the substantive nature of MMA at the highest level as far as legitimacy? You know, I've never really been a 
major MMA fan, but I have it's been. It's too violent for him, Kelly. <laughs> I wouldn't go that far, but I mean, I've gotten a couple, uh, liked a couple matches, but I've heard. I mean, I've heard a lot of on social media about what's going about the George St. Pierre fight. So uh, tell us a little bit about that, Kelly. Specifically, okay, there were three three real big fights last night. Joanna Jerchek against what's called Thug Rose. Um, so that's the best female 125 pound fighter in the world. Dominant. Joanna was a, a prohibitive favorite for the fight last night. She was um, defeated via a, a very impressive knockout. Um, so, so that was, you know, I mean, shock the world. And um, damn it, what is the next one? There was a, there was a, a Cody Garbrandt. Yeah, Co- oh, I'm sorry, Cody Garbrandt, 145 pounder, uh, team alpha male out of Sacramento. His former teammates, TJ Dillashaw. So uh, Uriah Faber and everybody at Team Alpha Mal in Sacramento, they, they, they were all together, and TJ Dillashaw left the gym. Cody Garbrandt's the guy who defeated Dominate Cruz. Dominate Cruz dominated the division for years. He had beat TJ Dillashaw, um, and so we had a matchup between Cody Garbrandt from Ohio and this TJ Dillashaw. It was supposed to be a, a heck of a matchup. Most More people thought that TJ Dillashaw was going to win, and sure enough, he ended up with an impressive knockout win. Those are the two uh, two fights that were the the uh, co-main events, I'd say. The main event was George St. Pierre, who considered by, if you'd even call it MMA historians, because it's such a young sport really in its infancy still, born in 1992 via the UFC, Hoist Gracie and everything like that, Horian Gracie starting the UFC in 92. George St. Pierre is considered by many, maybe along with Anderson Silva or John Jones, to be maybe the best MMA fighter ever. He last fought at UFC 167 in November of 2013, four years ago, right almost to the, to, to the day. He beat Johnny Hendricks via split decision, and then he just walked away from the sport. He, he didn't stop training. He's maintained that he still trains very hard, and he, he, that's just a lifestyle for him. He's a very polite guy from Montreal, uh, speaks French as his primary language, also speaks very, very good English, shows up to press conferences in a suit. He refuses to participate in uh, the uh, profanity-laden uh, trash talk that many MMA fighters do take part in. And so he was fighting against the current champion, English, Michael Bisping. So that was the main event last night. Everybody was questioning. He, he had to vacate his title because he stepped away from the sport for four years. And he was the champion at 170 pounds previously. He gained a little bit of weight, added some muscle over the years. And he came back and fought at 185 pounds. Everybody was questioning, had he lost a step? He's only 36 years old, which is not ancient in the world of MMA. But he came back and he won in very impressive fashion. He has great takedowns, most takedowns in the history of the UFC, and he won via, really almost knocked his opponent out, and then did what's called took his back and did a rear naked choke, one of the most basic jiu-jitsu moves uh, out there, and he put Michael Bisping, a stubborn fighter, refused to tap, so Michael Bisping woke up in a pool of his own blood. So that was the main event last night. So now, my question to you and to our listeners, to anybody who cares, we're a college basketball market, not specifically MMA, obviously, but is, am I getting carried away when I say George St. Pierre taking his time away and then coming back for whatever reason and regaining his, his, his not the title he left, but another title in another weight division, is, that, is it fair for me to compare that stepping away and then his, his return to greatness 
to either Michael Jordan or Muhammad Ali. I don't think I'm really qualified to say. I think you have to be a diehard UFC fan. That's a fair comparison. That's a fair or, or MMA. Yeah, I, I do get kind of. I, I hear this greatest fighter ever for John Jones, uh, Silva, Anderson Silva, Mighty Mouse. So okay, yeah, this gets thrown around way too much. Uh, yeah, I mean, who's the greatest ever? Well, they they that also that happens for all sports. I was, gonna say, I was about to say that. I mean, that greatest ever gets thrown around so like. Yeah, who's the greatest ever in boxing? Is it? We're looking at Muhammad Ali. Does that mean it was him? Many would argue it's definitely Sugar Ray Robinson, or even the greatest heavyweight would not be Muhammad Ali. It'd be Joe Lewis. So in regard, or in basketball, Michael Jordan's considered by many. I could make a very convincing argument. It's Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Or I mean, or you could, you could listen to Nick Wright and Colin Cowherd and talk and they say LeBron and talk about LeBron. Yeah. All three of us happen to be uh, not exactly Nick Wright haters, right? I'm actually not a big fan of Nick Wright. Oh, okay. But you you are a, an advocate of I am a, I have a good of Colin Cowherd uh, of LeBron James and his historical yeah. oh, greatness. Absolutely. So not to veer too far off topic, back to the UFC. Yeah. Less your thoughts on my comparison between George St. Pierre. I know it's going to ruffle some feathers. Uh, uh, Muhammad Ali dodged the draft. He stepped aside for one reason. Michael Jordan. We don't really know exactly what happened. His dad was murdered. Um, and then he decided to play minor league baseball. Because it was a promise he always made his dad that it, he would at least try out baseball. Okay, if you believe that, then yeah. Yeah, okay. Okay. I'm not saying that's not true. I don't know what the answer is. Why? If, okay, but... Well, I don't know Michael Jordan. I don't know if that's true or not. He had supposedly... Some people say he had bad gambling debts. Yeah, his dad was... they made him step down. Yeah, for, stuff like that. I don't know. Um... Regardless of the reason, George St. Pierre seems like the nicest guy in the world. He stepped away for health. He just needed time. His body needed to recover. So regardless of the purpose of, of the stepping down, the fact, I think if you're true, Tiger Woods has the opportunity to do something like this too. If he were to make an amazing comeback, which he probably won't, then he deserves to be in this rarefied territory of guys who achieved the pinnacle. We're looking at Muhammad Ali over Sonny Liston. He came back two more times and regained his heavyweight title. So if you are able to achieve greatness, achieve greatness, fall, for whatever reason, and then regain that, I think, in the overall spectrum of sports, there is a very small group of absolutely greats. John Jones was on the cusp of doing it before he keeps getting popped for steroids. Um, But if you can... Step down for whatever reason and then regain regain that title of, of the, the top yeah. of the sport. That is very rare and, and reserved for just a few people. Am I leaving anyone out? Only you can make that comparison, Kelly. Less than I can. We have no idea. But if Well, you- I don't know that much more than you do about MMA. You you just listed off. You rattled off yeah. uh, the, the, the I, four. I, I didn't see the fights. I'm not, I'm not paying for uh, a pay-per-view unless, you know, it's Brock Lesnar or it's Conor McGregor, if you give me the choice of those fights last night, or Sean Porter and uh, or Deontay Wilder, who both fought last night in boxing. You prefer boxing. I'm going to watch boxing every mm-hmm. time. Ten out of ten times. It's just, I mean... Thoughts less? I mean, the thing is, I don't really... I mean, I'm a lot like Steve, in the sense that maybe I don't know enough about MMA to make that comparison. However, anytime I think you step away for that long of a period of time and, re- and re, uh, regain greatness... I have to give you. I have to give my hat off to you. I mean, that's a. I that's don't. A, I just immediately think he's juicing. <laughs> that's a great point. Um, seriously, Michael Bisping my and. Hat's on right now. He's, I'm wearing. My Les hat. is not wearing a hat. Our, our listeners cannot see this. So very. They don't know us. Very deep point there. He is wearing a hat. Les's hat is off to him. Uh, riveting stuff here. Oxmoor Chrysler Dodge Deep Ram Buzz Lines five zero two three eight four fourteen fifty. Very intense show thus far. Neither. 
George St. Pierre, known as the uh, abbreviations of GSP, or Michael Bisping have ever been as much as popped in the slightest bit for anything performance-enhancing related. Oh, so that related. means they couldn't have done anything. Is that what you're trying to say, Kelly? Kinda. I mean, it, it, USADA uh, is very has very intense testing right now. If you took four years off, you moved up a weight class, and you're not getting popped right now, I, 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 I've I, always been an advocate that even though I'm a Ken Griffey Jr. fan that he probably used. That's because the drug testing policy for them at that time was a joke. All right, who was testing for Lance Armstrong? Because he never got popped, and that was USADA. That wasn't USADA. It was WADA then, right? Okay, yes. I, I do believe, um, no, for the Olympics, that was USADA, where the Russians were able to, during the so so- may- maybe George. Olympics, okay. all of the Russian teams were I'll able, give you that. Maybe he's use. cheating. We don't. I don't know. Okay. I'm not, I'm not going to say that I'm the best, uh, the biggest George St. Pierre fan in the world, but what he did is huge for the sport of UFC. There's been four... Now there has been four UFC fighters who have won the championship in two different divisions. Randy Couture, BJ Penn, Conor McGregor, and now George St. Pierre. So, I mean, it's it's very rarefied territory. I continue to use that term. But this is really, and it's an international star. This guy's Canadian. He flies in the face of the Nick and Nate Diaz, the guys, or Conor McGregor, the guys who are uh, crude, using profanity in the press conferences, things like that. Uh, George St. Pierre is a gentleman. He speaks French. I mean, that automatically makes you a gentleman. Has anybody ever told you you look like George St. Pierre? Seriously? A little bit. His face like not, lit up so Not as good looking, but... <laughs> What's that, Les? I said his face is lit up right now. Yeah, that's you what say, I'm trying to say. got so happy. That's what I'm trying to say. Well, oh, I mean... Talking about, I'm talking about George St. Pierre after the fight. <laughs> No, I, I do think it's significant um, if you care about MMA. If you don't, no big deal. I don't want to spend too much time on MMA or boxing necessarily here on the, the Weekend Sports Buzz. We are a sports radio show that comes on the air every Sunday from 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. Talks all things in the world of sports. I, over the past four or five years, have became much more into the MMA scene um, than I was previously. There's still many people who know a lot more about it than I do. Um uh, but I, I, I find it very intriguing. And Deontay Wilder, the what they call the bronze bomber, won a bronze medal at the Olympics. Kind of a, a his nickname is almost a spinoff of uh, the brown bomber, Joe Lewis. So Deontay Wilder is uh, a knockout artist from Alabama. And he had a big win last night over Bermain Stavern. Stavern arguably is fat. And this is the second time they fought. Yeah. Okay. So all those th- you can formulate arguments within boxing. The world of boxing are always existent. I mean, look at this fight. Uh, a large port, and I'm pointing at Muhammad Ali standing over Sonny Liston, May 25th, 1965. That was first minute, first round. That was the second time those two fought. A lot of people who really follow that closely say the mob directly fixed that fight. Yep. Okay, so why is that so great? If that ha- so, what my point because is, with- that's a great photograph. Him standing over him. Coming- you could make a great photograph of me. You said you just said I like like George St. Pierre. We could make a cool photograph of me. Does that mean I deserve to be hanging on random walls? Yeah, I mean, no. You so, didn't beat Sonny Liston. So boxing, Floyd Mayweather out. over Manny Pacquiao. How great's Floyd Mayweather? There's always debates, and I think in large part that that's what makes boxing great, Wilder in my opinion. Is exciting though, and even if you're not a huge boxing fan, you got to check out the knockout from last night. He's exciting for the sport, and if he can become the champ, or I mean, fight Anthony Joshua, right? 
And that could be an exciting fight. Certainly. And great for boxing. I, I What I think is cool about the weekend sports buzz is we get to talk about combat sports uh, from a mainstream perspective. Even me. I do train jujitsu a, l- a little bit, and but I'm still not the biggest expert in the world about any, either boxing or MMA. I'm learning. But Les, what is your thoughts on... You saw the the Deontay Wilder knockout. Well, it was almost like he was in attack mode. Like I was, I mean, the fight was so short. You're able to show it and and um on social media and watch the whole fight because it lasted in the first round. It has the Mike Tyson effect. It really, I mean, it really does because he, I mean, just went at him and even with with Bermain Stavern's guard up with his hands up, knocking him down. He was like this, and he still knocked him out. And and I'm holding my hands up in front of my face. I mean, it's not like he he. A jab and then a right hook and caught him or a counter punch. He swung for the fences. Swung for the fences nonstop. It almost makes me think that in some of the recent fights for Deontay Wilder, that he's held back. That's the second time he's fought. Did you see the ref had to pull him off him on the on the very? I think that was a little little premature. I mean, I think Deontay had already stopped. My opinion. It was a good fight. Great fight. Uh, very highlight reel worthy. Doesn't mean he's the greatest yeah, yeah, heavyweight yeah. ever. I think Mike Tyson is probably very overrated for the fact that he came in in the 80s. And this is a whole different Whoa, rabbit hole we can go. Mouth, okay? What? We're talking about the great Mike Tyson. Okay, where do you rank him among the boxers of all time? Second. <laughs> Number two of all time? I just said it to make you mad. Seriously, where do you rank him all-time all right, boxers? Before prison, before his trainer died. His career's his prime, over. I'm talking in totality. In his where, prime. It was the pink bonnet on. No, I'm saying in totality, Steve. Where do you rank him? I don't know, man. I'd have to... You'd have to find everybody that thought... I'm really starting to question your... your of the 20th century. Uh, I'm, I'm not a boxing historian. Yeah, you kind of are. There's so many guys that fought like over a hundred times, though. You giving legitimacy to the Conor McGregor Floyd Mayweather fight? Now this? You want to trip me out in the parking lot and kick me in the face? About the Conor Mayweather fight from the beginning, and you were wrong from the beginning, right? Did what? About everything. They wouldn't land a punch. The fight wouldn't happen. It wouldn't be entertaining. Those Mm -hmm. those three points. You think that was Floyd Mayweather giving it his all? No, but I told you before the fight happened that he Connor would land more no. punches than any other Hall of Fame boxer who's ever fought Floyd Mayweather. I said Floyd would make it at a point to make the fight entertaining. So that means he stood okay. in there and took some shots to that, make it entertaining. Okay, that's fair. So tell me that you were wrong. And I'm I was smart, wrong. And I'm I was wrong. I should have known that smarter. Floyd's the greatest businessman in the history of sports, and he would have let Conor McGregor stay in the fight. Yeah. That if. You're right, actually, and, and I'm not being sarcastic. That is accurate, and I bet they'll parlay this into a rematch. And I'm, I would for three hundred million. And I'm smarter and better looking, <laughs> and you don't look at all like George St. Pierre. My family overall is better. Is better. <laughs> Deontay Wilder's thirty-two years old, six foot seven. Previously played uh, college sports. Um, he, he was a, a, a um, let's see here. His, his last time he fought Bermains to Vern, he won, let's see here, via unanimous decision, okay? My thought on that is Bermains to Vern took, he took it completely easy on him last time. What about last night's highlight that you watched look like that should have went 12 rounds? No, absolutely not. It's no. Deontay Wilder is known as knocking people out in the first round, and for the sake of him furthering his legacy and his marketability and 
uh, improving his boxing. He came in late. He played football in college. And he didn't get starting boxing until relatively late in his life. And so he's trying to Im- Im- improve his in-ring savvy and his, his uh, uh, you know, his boxing ability. So he lets fights go to the distance. Last night he was like, nah, I'll just end this one now. And it is very clear. So uh, uh, Bermain Stavern knocked out by Deontay Wilder. We're not going to keep ourselves wrapped up in, in combat sports all morning. We are the Weekend Sports Buzz coming at you as we do every Sunday morning, 9 a.m. to 11 a.m., talking all things in the world of sports. The Oxmoor, Chrysler, Dodge Jeep, and Ram Buzz Line is 502-384-1450. We're going to head to the Buzz Line now. Well, we have our man Brian the Insider. He actually is on assignment in California waking up early for us. How was the Breeders' Cup, Brian? Oh, it was fantastic. Good morning, guys. It was fantastic. Uh, just as good as advertised. Uh, first time it was ever held at Del Mar. Uh, they did a wonderful job at Del Mar. They capped attendance at 38,000. They typically get about, uh, I think, about 45,000 for opening day. So, uh they capped it at 38, which, which is good because that's, that's been the knock on some of the smaller venues uh, that have hosted the Breeders' Cup. That You know, it's, just, it's, it's too small and gets too packed. So they did a good thing. Beautiful weather, as you'd expect, outside of San Diego at Del Mar. And the big race did not disappoint, guys. It, remember, this was the, uh, the Ollie Frazier to go with your theme this morning. Uh, Gunrunner versus maybe the best handicapped horse that's been around for a long time in, in Arrogate. And I tell you what, guys, it, uh, it did not disappoint, except Arrogate did a little bit. And, and I kind of thought that might happen. Arrogate was just cruising along great in his career until he went over to the desert for the money over to Dubai and won the richest race in the world, or the second richest race now, uh, the Dubai World Cup, and just never came back the same. And uh, threw out a couple bad races, and uh, everyone thought Baffert could get him back. Baffert had four horses in the Breeders' Cup Classic, but that was not enough to beat the Churchill-based Steve Asmussen-trained gun runner. Finished third in the Derby a few years ago. People from Louisville know gun runner. He stabled a Churchill down, and, man, did he run. Go back and Google it if you guys did not watch it. YouTube it. What it he was from start to finish, wired the field. A great contingent of horses from all over. A lot of European horses came in for the Breeders' Cup. But Gunrunner, one for the ages. And Arrogate, very much disappointed. I think he finished tied for fifth with uh, Gunavera, uh, a uh, derby horse from this year. But it was all Gunrunner, guys. Brian, I live in Louisville. I've lived here, you know, really my entire life. I've been to Churchill Downs many times. I've spent a little bit of time at Keeneland. What's the difference? You're, you're across the country at Del Mar in San Diego, correct? Yes. What's the difference between a track over there and, and what we are all familiar with here at Churchill Downs? Yeah, there are a lot of similarities. Uh, I would say the big thing is, you know, because the weather's so nice, I'd say, I'd say in Kentucky the knowledge base of the average better is, is a little higher. Uh, it's a little more uh, diehard horse people. Uh, Kentucky's known as, uh, you know, that's where almost all these horses were bred. If they weren't bred there, they were bred in Ireland. Uh, the Euros coming over were bred from Ireland. But uh, it's amazing. In every race, there were 13 Breeders' Cup races. Most of them were, were Kentucky bred. So uh, th- there it's more, uh, you know, music 
kind of like the way Churchill's going now with other activities to get younger people into it. But, you know, it, it was more uh, people dressed to be seen, uh, you know, out there in the beautiful weather. I would say in Kentucky you got a, you got a much more diehard better that really follows the horses closely, more closely. And, uh, but, but a lot of similarities. A very similar size at Del Mar to Keeneland. Uh, Keeneland did a great job last year. You know, the Breeders' Cup comes back to Churchill next year, guys. So, uh, uh, you know, basically the way I like to put it, we got two derbies next year. <laughs> we got the Kentucky Derby, and then later in the year, in 2018, the Breeders' Cup will come back to Churchill Downs, and uh, Churchill always does an excellent job, always breaks the attendance record. So looking forward to that. But uh, you couldn't beat the weather, guys. It was absolutely beautiful. In Delmar, they call it uh, where the surf meets the turf, and it's right there on the Pacific Ocean, and uh, – didn't get any more beautiful than what I saw yesterday. Brian, for the Kentucky Derby each and every year, we get the likes of the Queen of England, sometimes Michael Jackson, Tom Brady, even Andy Dick will show up to the Kentucky Derby. Any celebrities at the Breeders' Cup yesterday? Oh, yeah, there were a lot of them. I didn't really see any celebrities, um, you know, but uh, I'm sure there were. Um, Jim, Rock- I did get to shake uh, one of my favorite jockeys' hands yesterday, Pat Day. And oh, Pat wow. actually, I think, recognized me. Uh, I turned around, and there was Pat. Uh, I reminded him that uh, I had a horse named Fat Day, and he smiled and remembered that, and I'd taken a picture in a winter circle. with. But it was nice to see Pat Day. Now, only only a horse racing guy would consider Pat Day a celebrity, but uh, he, was, he had a nice entourage of people around him, and uh, always good to see Pat Day. Jim Rome still owns some horses? Uh, yeah, he does. Uh, he's still got a syndicate of horses. I didn't see him. He didn't have any in the Breeders' Cup that I'm aware of. Uh, it's tough, guys. I mean, you can dump a bunch of money in this game and, and, and not get a horse in the Breeders' Cup. So, I mean, it's the best of the best. There was some crazy payoff, guys. There, were, there was one race uh, on yesterday's card where a 60-to-1 shot won. Uh, I mean, there, there were um, the majority, and that's what makes the Breeders' Cup so great. You get all these horses together, big fields. Great horses from all over the world. I think I don't know how many countries were represented, and then and then crazy stuff happens, and that's why it's horse racing. But there were some great upsets throughout the whole day. But there was no upset in the classic guys. There's one dominant horse right now, and I think he's going to come back for his five year old season. I sure hope so. And that's Gun Runner. I mean, I just can't tell you. My, I mean, it'll send goosebumps up up, your, up and down your back if you go watch the Gun Runner the way he dominated that. Great field yesterday. Brian, we are the Weekend Sports Buzz. We take pride in covering every story that's significant across the entire spectrum of the world of sports. Any other uh, stories that have caught your eye, whether it be college football, the, the World Series conclusion over this past week, NBA, NFL, uh, or even Deontay Wilder from Alabama with the big knockout win last night. What else I did, has I caught did your eye? I did enjoy seeing Wilder. I did enjoy seeing clips of Wilder last night. Uh, I do like him. I think it's great to have a big uh, heavyweight American hopeful, uh, and, or not hopeful, but dominant boxer. So it's great to see him. I was shocked, guys. I, you know, this is the only day of the year that I, I don't follow college football. So, you know, I went into the bathroom, and, and it was funny. Here I'm in San Diego, but everyone in the bathroom, being from Kentucky, you know, were just shocked that the Cats blew, blew the game late. Uh, and then I was just dumbfounded when Steve's Buckeyes threw a complete dud at Iowa. So, uh, 
you know, and then one thing I'll say on this, I think Miami is getting the shaft. They should be already in the top four. How uh, Clemson's in there ahead of them. Oklahoma's already trying to squeeze in. I think both Oklahoma and Oklahoma State should be penalized for that 62-52 to 52 debacle. Uh, you know, but how Miami's not already in the top four uh, is, is, a, is a shame. If you beat everybody on your schedule and, uh, and, and, they're, and they're, they're where they're at now, you're, I, I you're still power, say the rigs in. One of the power conferences. Exactly. So, uh, but I tell you what, how big is that game next week down in Miami? Yeah. My Notre Dame at Miami, so that's going to be a huge game. But uh, yeah, I was shocked at some of the scores yesterday. None more so than uh, you know Barrett went from just a brilliant game the week before to uh, from what I'm reading and looking at the stats, he really threw an egg out there at Iowa. Tough place to play, but really no excuse. Most points a Urban Meyer team ever has allowed. As always, Brian, we appreciate your input here on the Weekend Sports Buzz. Thank you so much. We look forward to hearing from you next Sunday. Have a great rest of your weekend. Thanks for having me on, guys. Thank you. Bye. Good, good stuff there. And as always, Brian touched on a lot of, lot of storylines, not just the Breeders' Cup in San Diego. Um, we have so much to get to this morning. I wanted to get the combat sports talk out of the way early. Um, we're going to head to a break. Uh, we have college, as I said before, college football we could even talk some college basketball the world series wrapped up a historic world series this past week plenty of storylines across the world of the national basketball association we can get to be sure to stay tuned myself kelly patrick steve driver Les abbott we will be back with more of the weekend sports buzz Welcome back to the Weekend Sports Buzz here on 96.1 FM, 1450 AM, WXVW. Plenty of storylines across the spectrum of the world of sports this morning to get to. We're a weekly sports show. We try to get to the top stories. We don't want to spend too much time on any of them necessarily. Uh, I'd be remiss if I did not mention this past week we saw the conclusion of a historic World Series. Les, you are our... Resident statistician, right, Steve? That's yep. just that's his title. Yep. Um, please tell our listeners less why this World Series is historic, and also inform me what what do the ratings look like? I mean, the ratings are pretty much through the roof. I mean, it's one of the higher rating uh, rated World Series we've seen in recent years. You have two big markets: Houston, obviously Texas. Everything's bigger in Texas. And Los Angeles. Yes, Houston has grown exponentially. In recent years. I mean, that's a big city now. Yeah. So it's a big market. First time they've gotten it fresh off the heels of a, a, a natural disaster, which is always uh, good material for, for ratings. You know, you remember when the Saints won the, the Super Bowl, right? Mm-hmm. If you want to uh, get the formula for a high-rated championship, in all seriousness, it's simple. Or just to win a championship in general. <laughs> Just, to, just simply schedule a hurricane or something like that. Typhoon, maybe. I don't know. I'm not. I'm not a scientist. Have harp generate a <laughs> massive storm. Have a, something where the president is heavily criticized for 
their failure to aid the situation. Okay, everybody hates the administration. Bam, Kanye West comes out with some controversial statements. Cham- Next, championship. Championship. That's all you need. You don't even need to focus on any of the the, the skill players or anything like that. So, it, wh- wh- what do the ratings look like, and why is this a historical? World Series. Well, this is a, I mean, it's a historical World Series for many reasons. I mean, for those who missed the World Series, they definitely missed a big treat. It was, I mean, very many good games. But, of course, what do you expect when it's the first time two teams with 100 wins meet up for the World Series? In the series, it went to seven games. Five games were decided by two runs or less. Two games went into extras. There was a record-setting amount of home runs. And George Springer, who ended up winning the World Series MVP, tied Reggie Jackson and Chase Utley for the most home runs in a World Series with five. And, of course, how could we forget that this is the first World Series championship for the Houston Astros in franchise history? And they're a young franchise, I might add. And coincidentally, Chase Utley's on the Dodgers. And a big proposal at the end of Game 7, Kelly. I personally uh, hate to do stuff like this, but I was not impressed with the proposal. Carlos Correa, one of the uh, cornerstones of this young Houston team, Oh, we didn't even mention four years ago Sports Illustrated predicted this. Yeah. Which I have followed for the past four years, honestly. Back to the proposal. Back to the proposal. I'm not buying it. I think it was scripted. Correa and his fiance. I'm using air quotes if you can't see. As you can't. We're on the radio. His fiance. I don't even know that those two know each other. And what happened if they would have lost? They wouldn't have got engaged? Yeah, exactly. He would have just postponed it. Maybe he would have proposed to someone else the next year. Yep. I, I think uh, watching it, watching the reactions of the people in that circle where it happened, um, she was a little overdramatic. It wasn't true love. Yeah. Not the, what I saw. No. I mean, I, I 0% know. chance those two actually love each other. As the only one married in this room <laughs> and experiencing true love, I would be the person to know whether it was, was a it, genuine true You love. saw their eyes. Was that true love? It was not. If you want to see true love, just look into my eyes. <laughs> Just at any time? Yes. You just love everyone? I'm just absorbed of, no, just from my wife and child, just love love in there. Les and I are both single, so we cannot relate to you being married. So I'm, I'm not married, but I'm not single either, though. Les, you, we don't even know if you have a girlfriend, man. We haven't seen her before. Do you have we've a girlfriend, talked, Les? We've talked yes. about her. But I mean, we we've really talked about know. her on air. I mean, What's her name? Ashley. Ashley. That's a pretty common name. Yeah, I mean, if common. I was going to make up a fake girlfriend, yeah. I mean, Ashley's the name have, I would use. She does have a really basic name. I'll give her that, too. Well, let me guess. Is her middle name Claire Lynn? <laughs> Here, uh, Nicole. Oh! <laughs> pretty close. Oh, God. <laughs> this is a fake girlfriend. Let me guess. And her last name's Smith, too. Does she have, seriously? I'm dead serious. Does she have Ashley Nicole Smith. Do you hear that? We know her full name. Ashley Nicole Smith. Does she have blonde or brown hair? Let me guess. Yes, she has. <laughs> She has brown hair, so you're good. Let me guess. She likes Taylor Swift. Ooh. Absolutely not. Oh, my God. Demi Lovato. Okay. Do you know Demi Lovato trains Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu? I did not know that. You I do know. now, and so I do our listeners. Now. I appreciate it. So that regardless, Carlos Correa and his fiance that was a fake proposal. Uh, I know love when I see it. I am an ordained minister. You're looking right at me, too. And, yeah. We're uh, looking into Steve's eyes. <laughs> so I, I you know... It was an impressive World Series. That was a little much. I immediately I watched that live, and I was immediately rolling my eyes. So, uh, you know, I, I love baseball. It's great. It's a throwback sport. We talked about boxing earlier. Um, baseball is, is, they say it's America's pa- favorite pastime. I think it's still alive and thriving, especially in these big markets, not so much Louisville and southern Indiana. 
but I'm still a big baseball fan, and, and I, I'm on board with this being an all-time great World Series. The Oxford Chrysler Dodge Jeep and Ram Buzz Line is 502-384-1450. We're actually going to head to the Buzz Line now. Well, we have our man, The Truth, is on the line with us. The Truth, the big baseball fan himself. How are you doing this morning, hey, Truth? Hey, that was a great World Series. But let's give a shout-out uh, to the second baseman for Houston. Jose, Al- Jose Altuve, yeah. arguably maybe the best player in the sport. Arguably the AL MVP this year. Arguably, the, he, he didn't win the MVP of the World Series, but, I mean, that's how baseball works. Uh, the last four years, this man have had over 200 hits, and it's been so quiet about it, and people overlook. He ain't up, I don't think he's five foot seven. I was going to say, I think he's like five five. I say it's very easy to overlook him. Yeah, he's only yeah. like. Is he five five? How tall is he? He's five six. Five six. Okay, I love hey, it. Um, the guy's an animal. You know who he reminds me of? He got he got the heart of Pete Rose. That's who he reminds me of. He brings it every day. Yeah, he, he he's not only good offense, he got a hell of a club. He's he's an all-around plate player. Certainly, Jose Altuve is one of those uh, young guys who are, you know, traditionally um, second base was not a power position, right? I mean, for years that was kind of like shortstop. You played second base, you better have a good glove because that's what you're expected yep. for. Uh, in, in today's day and age, uh First or sec, second baseman, shortstop, third base. You get power from all positions, yeah. really. And Jose Altuve, arguably the best player in the sport. You know who he's mad me of? He mad me of Seth Young played for the Red Machine. We don't heard too much about him. Dave but Con- all he done is all he done is put up offense, RBIs, and Dave Concepcion. Yep. Okay. Part of the Big Red Machine. Somebody who produced a lot of RBIs. That Big Red Machine. You know, Sparky, the manager, and everybody on that team, they really put up a lot of offense. Truth, do you think, I think it's been 17 years uh, since a Major League Baseball World Series champion has repeated, and you can check that for me if it's possible, Les. Um, Do you think this Houston Astros team, Truth, has what it takes to repeat next year? No, the Yankees going to get them. Okay. Difficult to argue with that. They were ahead of schedule this year and uh, uh, were knocked off but made it very far. So I think, you know, with the Cubs, the Yankees, the Astros, even the Dodgers, who am I leaving out? The Nationals could have a big year. They fired Dusty Baker. Less. Who, who's the Nationals' new manager? I forget who it is. But there's a lot of teams out there that are very impressive right now and a lot to look forward to if you are even have the smallest inkling in your body of, of being a, a Major League Baseball fan, this is a great time to be a fan. Truth not, only that, they, not only that, they got a lot of young players in the league that can help build a baseball backup like it needs to be. Okay. Truth, we appreciate uh, you, you calling in and contributing to the show. Before we let you go, anything else you want to chime in on? Hey, let's give a shout-out to... The you know uh, Evansville soccer team. We won four state titles in soccer. Uh, high school did in this area. Soccer picking up, and we getting ready for college basketball. So we we're about two more weeks. We'll be talking college basketball. I'm out of here. Great call as always from a man. The truth. We appreciate your input. Les, do you have any uh, conclusion there for how long it's been since a repeat? Major League Baseball oh, champion. Before yes. before he gives us the answer, Steve, 
What are your thoughts? Who, who do you think the last one was? Yeah. Um, I think the Blue Jays did it in 92. In 93. 93, okay. Um, that was the last one. No, I don't know. I'm not one? saying that. Let's just wait for just Yankees, a second. Yankees, Cardinals. Did the Yankees do it? They won it in 96. How many years ago was that? I don't have a calculator on me, so I can't figure that out. It was 21 years ago. Well, what's the answer, Les? The answer is the Yankees have won three straight from 98 to 2000. Oh, okay, that's right. And the, and to answer your other question, the, na- the new Nationals manager is Dave Martinez. Okay. Coming over from the from uh, the Rays organization. Yeah, isn't he? It wasn't he the bench coach for uh, Joe Madden for yes. the Rays and the Cubs. Absolutely, yes. Yeah, he'll be all right. So he came over from the Cubs organization. No, he came up for the. No, he came over from uh, the Tampa Bay Rays. No, so, he did not so, come so, over from the Cubs. No. Okay. Cool. Well, what position? What's your guess as to what position he played when he played in the majors? I'll say. Uh, it sounds like his name would be an outfielder, but I'm gonna say catcher. Catcher. Yeah. What do you? Th- it was. He's an outfielder. Damn it. His name sounded uh, like a, a, an outfielder. But I'd like to see, and this is, uh, we're, we go on random spurts here on the weekend sports buzz, but I would like to know what percentage of Major League Baseball managers are, were catchers. <laughs> or just former players. Or no, 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 because they're all former players. Brian Price didn't play in the majors, but he played in the minors. I think they're all former players. I'd like to know what percentage are catchers. You don't have to yell at me, man. It was just, I was just trying to make a point. <laughs> Other stories across the world of sports that we haven't gotten to yet. Um, college football. Steve, are you doing okay, first off? I, you know. You, 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 you seem a little edgy. I was tore up yesterday, but then I got home. I saw my son. You realize there's there's more to life besides football. Funny you bring. That, that, that is what happens after a terrible loss. Funny you would bring that up, and I hate to take this here. The last thing I want to do is take this here. But if you could exchange your son for an undefeated Buckeye season this year, would you do it? Absolutely not. Are you crazy? Okay. That's fair. And I appreciate that. You're a good dad. Very involved in your son's life. What about like maybe if you could have one of his fingers removed in exchange for an undefeated Buckeye season? I think I'd take that. He wouldn't remember it. He's so young. Okay. And he could still get by. I mean, if you could pick the finger even. Pinky. Pinky. Would it be pinky? I'd say ring finger. No, I, I don't. I don't think so. Les, thoughts? This is weird. <laughs> you you think pinky? He's four months. So he's you, if you want to palm a basketball, team. you need your pinky. And they they win. I it can all. palm a basketball. They would win it all. They would win it all. Yeah, I I take that. Okay, you think your wife would be okay with that? Um, let's we'll talk to her about it later. Yeah, we'll address that when we get to it. Yeah. Any any uh, exciting? Statistician, statistician updates for us last You guys were so super pumped about JT Barrett last week. Oh, JT Barrett. <laughs> All over I Twitter. Mean, he had a great series. I've I mean, told great you guys for three years that he sucks. <laughs> JT I've Barrett. told me for three years. I haven't even known you for one. So that's I've kind been, of I've been yelling there. it from the rooftop, rooftop, so I assume maybe you've heard me, okay? <laughs> but, but he Do you stand a, on your roof and yell that? He threw a pick six first play of the game. <laughs> that's so, not good. You know, Listen, they hiked the ball. My brother goes, interception. Picks, and he just threw a pick six. Straight we, to the house. Um, on Twitter, at the Kelly Patrick at WSB1450, and at Less Is More Sports is how you can interact with us, not only during the show, but during the week. We, we, we've gotten to where we have a very interactive um, Twitter um, each and every day accounts for the three of us. And Les and I were kind of ganging up and saying, you got to forgive JT Barrett. You know, he did. If you watch that game as I did, 
that comeback. That was huge. That was amazing. And he was, uh, you know, pinpoint accurate in that game. And then Not so much yesterday. And then to come back and throw four interceptions. Uh, Penn State also a big loser. I mean, not obviously not as big as uh, Ohio State, but there's also some big winners. Clemson, I believe, probably the biggest winner of the day, beating NC State. Um, they're in the driver's seat of the ACC. Obviously, they'd have to play Miami in the um, ACC championship game, but that was a huge win against NC State. Speaking of Miami, would you consider the Clemson win over the Miami win over at, uh, against Virginia Tech? What, the Clemson win better? Yes, would you rate yeah, that? Yeah, because NC State, if um, I mean, they could possibly knock out Clemson to play for the ACC championship since Clemson already has a ACC loss against Syracuse. Uh, that was a big – Miami could still make the ACC championship game with a loss to Virginia Tech, right? That's fair. But, uh, the, I mean, they have a huge matchup this next week. Notre Dame comes to town. Some teams are going to start getting eliminated from the top four. Um, right now, the, it seems pretty cut and dry. Correct me if I'm wrong. It would be Georgia, Alabama, Notre Dame, and Clemson is the four teams that will be in the playoff. Yes. Two SEC teams. I saw some people think Oklahoma should jump Clemson. I'm not one of those people. But Brian actually chimed in on that. He thinks Miami's getting ripped off. Thoughts on that? Uh, and, and he said he'd penalize Oklahoma for... For giving up that many points against their, yeah. their arch rival. Hey, I don't know if you guys watched the end of that game, but there was a targeting hit before somebody caught an interception, which negated the interception. These calls in college football are just getting out of hand. And then... Um, Across the sport, Nick, not just college football, the NFL too. No, because Danny Trevathan's hit, Kiko Alonso's hit on Joe Flacco, those guys get to stay in the game. They don't get ejected. You know, Nick Bosa targeting hit, he got ejected in the first half. There goes your best defensive player for the entire game. This Nick You were game, sitting on that one. You, no, you were going to mention that. Yes, you were going to reference that, right, also, Les? Right. He was, he was going to. We could have Is a that debate. not a big deal? Is that not a big deal? Oh, it certainly is. I mean, is he their best defensive player? Yes. Is that not a big deal? Is Nick Bosa not the best defensive player in Ohio State? I mean, mean, you can make a case for Michael Money. No, they've got some very talented defense, but Bosa. I'm not saying that's why they lost the game, but Oklahoma could have lost the game on that late interception. They intercepted the ball. They targeted, I guess, hit somebody in the head, air quotes, but there's a minute left in that game. <laughs> You're just minimizing uh, the, the, the scientific evidence of the danger of head trauma. It was a one-score game. Oklahoma State was driving. They get the ball back. Interception negated. These calls are huge. They're impacting the game. Danny Trevathan gets to stay in the game after that huge hit on Devontae Adams. Kiko Alonso stays in the game after the huge hit on Joe Flacco. They need to adopt the rules of the NFL. Stop suspending people for one whole half after your ejected thoughts on this Les? you think the, the the ejections in college football are premature they really are i mean they i mean i was having a conversation with my friends the other day about it and it's almost coming to the it's almost come to the conclusion like what is a targeting and what is it you know because there i mean it's very in, it's a very inconsistent call in my opinion i mean there are plenty of plays where you think oh that's clearly targeting but it's not called and then you're there are plenty of plays where you're like, how is how is that targeting? And yet, a player, and a player is getting ejected for it. So I think it's very. Yeah. They call it very inconsistently, and I think if they if they actually want to make the calls correctly, they need to be actually have a more set general generalization of what the rule for targeting actually is. So and being the oldest person here, 
34 years old. I have noticed over the years there's increased hysteria regarding not only college football, college basketball, and specifically the officiating. Okay, And my, my uh, explanation for that would be the angles of the cameras are just so amazing right now. We have cameras flying around stadiums. You get to see every angle you want to see on everything. You guys give any uh, legitimacy to that argument? What, too many cameras? Or no, the, the cameras that... that a bunch of sissy refs. What are you trying to say? Obviously, the rules should be more specific. But what I mean is it, it is much easier in today's day and age with all the technology. We're able to see everything. I mean, then there really should be no excuses if if it is a blown call for targeting. I mean, targeting is a reviewable is yes. a reviewable yep. penalty, so they're able to look at it multiple times from many different angles. But it's still inconsistent. Exactly. But the, I, I know you don't you you miss the big hits in the NFL, but there is like a like a tough balance to look at all the injuries in the NFL this year. You have to balance the late hits with player safety and trying to keep your big name quarterbacks in in football. But on the college level, these guys are running full speed, one hit you could lose and the rest of the game also an, a half of football. How about two bad hits, you know? Steve, your specialty has become watching all the games and recording and, and putting onto your Twitter timeline Brutal hits and the 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 hits that other people, maybe someone with the moral compass, would say, "No, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna retweet, I'm not gonna tweet that. That's too bad, you know. That that'll ruin that guy's career. Who is it, Zach Miller? Yeah. Um, Les or I would have said, "No, that's that's very sad. His family might see this." Steve, on the other hand, got really good footage um, tweeted, the, the exact moment that the horrific injury happened and it blew up we had a bunch of retweets it was a horrific leg <laughs> that was bad probably, he almost lost his leg i know he almost got amputated his career is probably over right i mean i wasn't trying to make light of it well you did know there's a there's not a, a lot of people watching every single game you're right yeah, yeah and you did how many retweets have you been have you noticed this less no i haven't seen this uh, how many retweets did you get on that i don't i'm not sure the exact number 250 or something something like that yeah, yeah. I've never gotten for a, like a I, I, first off. I've never done that. It's, it's an interesting world we live in, where you can be the all of a sudden the go-to just by sitting on your couch. So what are you trying to say? I'm lazy. Yeah, not just that. I'm saying you're lazy and you don't have a moral compass. Other storylines across the world of sports. Um, it's early in the NBA season. Do we care? Is it too early? Uh, it seems inevitable that it'll be the to me. It'll be the Warriors and Cavaliers, despite the current records. Um, the odds-on favorite, I think, according to Vegas, is still that the Greek freak will be the MVP. Yep. Any storylines across the NBA intrigue you right now, Les, Steve? In in the NBA specifically or other sports? In the NBA. Um, LeBron's 57-point night, 11 rebounds, 7 assists. Le- LeBron James, uh, youngest player to 29,000, passing he- Kobe Bryant. And he scored uh, 57 points on 23 of 34 shooting. <laughs> Didn't is LeBron in his prime? I, I mean, how long has this man been in his yeah, prime? Yeah, he's maybe a little past it, but... I mean, you know, he's second in the NBA currently in scoring right now. Just you can look at him. some numbers as far as efficiency where he's, he's in his prime because he, he's become a better three-point shooter than ever before, right? Yes, and <laughs> 
his had, turnovers are up right now, but less. He has to play point guard. Didn't Kobe score sixty points on seventeen more shots on his? Yes, it took <laughs> just Kobe the efficiency. It took Kobe fifty shots to get sixty points. It got LeBron. It took. I mean, of course, now we get. That's not really a fair comparison. That was towards the end of Kobe's career, and he was. Was that his last year? Didn't he have a, his a, last a, game. game? His last game. That's yeah. right. Yeah. No. Then, well, he was. Yeah, he, he was done. Yeah, his um his body almost was is almost done. So I mean, anytime I hear a Kobe versus LeBron comparison, I shake my head. I, I think LeBron is on a, a different level. Kobe's one of the greats of all time. Certainly, the, the NBA Hall of Fame is a joke, but I mean, certainly deserves to be considered right up there, maybe top fifteen players ever. Yeah, for sure. If you look at head to head stats, though, and really LeBron's on a down, different level. Yeah, mm-hmm. LeBron got to play with Shaq, but, uh, but he was. It was a shell of Shaq. Right, exactly. And I mean, and not, not to mention just the stats. You look at just overall impact on the team that LeBron has. LeBron's taken teams to the finals that Kobe could arguably not have made the playoffs with. Sure. Especially that 2007 Cavaliers team was one of the worst. Yeah. Did they have Cavaliers. Anton Jamesons? Did they you get to They had been. Maurice Williams? Mo Williams was not on that team. Okay, I'm trying to remember. Booby Gibson Booby was Gibson. on that team. Booby Gibson started. Yes, yeah, started. Sasha on that Pavlovich. <laughs> Who else? Drew Gooden. Darnell Marshall. Drew, Carlos Boozer. Boozer was not on that team. Boozer okay. Was with the Jazz. All right, so Danielle Marshall. Anderson Vergeau. I mean, Anderson Vergeau. Uh, no Mo Williams. No Zadrinus. Zadrinus was on the team, yes. Okay. Well, he was good. Zadrinus was a good player, he was an all star. Um, in 2003. Okay. Ah, Les is on it. They retired his jersey. We're going to head to a break. We appreciate everyone tuning in. Did they retire his jersey? Steve's a Cavs fan, yes, lifelong yeah. Cavs fan. Um, we're going to head to a break. Be sure to stay tuned. Les, Steve, and I will be back with more of the Weekend Sports Buzz. Welcome back to the Weekend Sports Buzz here on 96.1 FM, 1450 AM, WXVW. I'm Kelly Patrick alongside Les Abbott, Steve Driver, coming at you as we do every Sunday morning, 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. here on the airwaves of WXVW. Here at WXVW, we are the only locally owned sports radio station in the city of Louisville and southern Indiana market. What that means is we have all the creative flexibility you could ask for. Uh, we have shows here. Uh, TJ Walker is on the airwaves five days a week talking. You know, he's as uh, Kentucky Wildcat blue through and through as they come. Uh, we have plenty of Indiana University Homer programming, and I call it that because, they, I mean, that's it covers exclusively a school. You know, Matt Dennison does a great job of keeping you up to speed on uh, everything that has to do with the, the Hoosiers. Um, here every Sunday morning, what we get to talk about is everything in the world of sports. I'm a Louisville fan for basketball and football. Uh, for baseball, I'm a Cincinnati Reds fan. 
for the NFL, Cincinnati Bengals. So not a particularly fun time for me right now. But Steve has allegiances to the Cleveland teams, Browns, Indians, Cavaliers, Ohio State Buckeyes. Uh, Les has uh, the Duke Blue Devils. Um, what are you? What? What? Which? What are your teams other than that? I forget. Uh, in the NFL, I'm a Colts fan. Colts fan, yes. Uh, in baseball, I'm a St. Louis Cardinals fan. Oh damn, I forgot. Yes, and um, I hate you. I know. I, uh, feelings mutual, buddy. <laughs> and um, in the in the NBA, I'm a Miami Heat fan. Oh, okay. Okay. So we take pride in uh, covering not just the local storylines, but talking about everything in the world of sports. Um, we ended the, the previous hour talking uh, about the NBA and getting into some historical references and comparisons, Kobe, LeBron, that type of stuff. Uh, other storylines across the world of sports that are intriguing right now would be, you know, I mean, there is plenty of NFL talk we can do. A lot. Yep. This is Sunday morning, and we're in the heart of uh, all sorts of storylines. Politics aside, just pretend like there's no political ramifications of anything because uh, that doesn't intrigue me that much. But the, the stories across the league right now is A.J. McCarron, the Bengals and Browns, which keep in mind Hugh Jackson was the offensive coordinator, previously the wide receivers coach. He coached uh, Chad Ochocinco or Chad Johnson, T.J. Hoosmanzada, Chris Henry. You know, he was a wide receiver coach at that time. Uh, he ended up being the offensive coordinator for, for a, a stint for the Bengals, and then he went over to the Cleveland Browns. So Successful offensive coordinator, too. Very successful offensive yeah. coordinator. And he ended up going over to Cleveland Browns, so he obviously has a big relationship with Marvin Lewis. They tried to make a trade right before the deadline uh, for A.J. McCarron to be shipped over to the Browns. And for whatever reason, it didn't happen. A.J. McCarron is now filing a grievance. And it supposedly that will determine what type of a free agent he. Correct me if I'm wrong, yeah, guys. It'll determine whether he's an unrestricted or restricted free agent. Okay. So I, I think I don't know how great AJ McCarron is. He has a great looking wife. We know that, which is cool. Um, he he did perform well when a, when Andy Dalton was hurt in the playoffs a couple years ago, um, and. He obviously is one of the more... How many titles did he win at Alabama? He won a total of three, two, and he was the starter for two of them. So one of the more highly decorated, uh, accomplished, collegiate quarterbacks ever. I mean, who, who, who rivals that? Cle- so, Cleveland forgot to... Um, they sent in the wrong paperwork to make the trade happen. <laughs> also, another, another interesting note, Kelly. They were giving up a second and third round pick. Which would have helped the Bengals. To get A.J. McCarron. Um, the Bengals could have drafted two or three woman beaters with those picks easily. So, I mean, they're very upset. The 49ers gave up one se- um, second-round pick to get Jimmy Garoppolo. Oh, gosh. What, I, what, I'd almost argue that Garoppolo is more valuable than McCarron. I, I maybe. Haven't, I haven't seen enough that of McCarron, debatable. really. That is very debatable. You know what's interesting but to me about... second and a third, both of them are going to be extremely high-round picks. The 49ers' second-round pick will also be... That could be the first pick in the draft. Yeah. The first pick of the second round. And Garoppolo, you know what's interesting to me and is very Patriot-esque that the Patriots did is they, they traded Jimmy Garoppolo, who has accomplished nothing in the NFL. Really, right? Okay. For a second-round pick, maybe the first pick in the second round. I don't and think then that's they, a bad trade, honestly. Okay, okay. It may not be. Time will tell. I think it's a horrible trade. Okay, but then they... they 
who did they uh, sign to replace him? Hoyer. Brian Hoyer. Brian Hoyer. Who, he was the last guy. He was like Matt Ca- Might as well have re-signed Matt Castle. Who, if Brady gets hurt, Hoyer could lead them deep into the playoffs. I right? Mean, Castle won 11 games, and that was his first season starting since high school. Yeah. So Hoyer obviously did not shine with your Browns. We understand you hate him. Okay. I don't hate him. I you hate he, him. I thought he was decent. He okay? Was he? Yeah. Okay. No, Hoyer is a, a, a very. I'm not. I, it's always in vogue to say the Spurs, the Cardinal, St. Louis Cardinals. Everything they touch turns to gold. You know. You know what I mean? I mean that that's kind of true. The the St. Louis Cardinals embody that in large part as much as anyone. They have a, yes, they have a, absolutely a great minor league system as well. I mean, but also Kyle Loesch. Guys who come to my Reds and just suck, mm-hmm. they go over there. Uh, Mike Leak. I mean, the, the list goes on yeah. and on and on and on and on. You have guys who suck for my Reds go over to your St. Louis Cardinals. They're all-stars. And then when they leave the Cardinals, they suck. It's amazing. Exactly. That's exactly. a different topic. But it's always in vogue to say that everything the Patriots touch turns to gold. What? Why do you think Jimmy Garoppolo has a, a brighter future than Matt Castle or Hoyer, and I'm probably leaving some other guys off Jacoby this. Jacoby Brissett. Really? Ryan Mallett. Mm-hmm. Hey, Jacoby Brissett hasn't looked bad for the Colts. He hasn't looked good either. <laughs> okay. It's better than Scott Tolzien. Well, that anybody's better than Scott Tolzien. I admit Jimmy Garoppolo is a handsome man. Okay? It's only a second-round pick. I mean, you see some of these picks uh, teams are giving up for to draft quarterbacks in the first round. You're giving up two to three first-round picks or two first-rounders and a second-round pick. That's a handful. That could set your franchise back years. One second-round pick is not going to burden the franchise for five years. I don't think it's that bad of a gamble. He looked good when he did start. Yeah, you could say everybody looks good for the Patriots. Well, sometimes you got to roll the freaking dice. Time will tell. You're you're supposed to sit back with Brian Hoyer and still suck or – Prepare for the next year. Give up one second-round pick. Ooh, big loss, right? What's What's intriguing to me is the Niners and Shanahan, the head coach of the Niners, is coming out already saying, yeah, we very well may not even play him. Or resign him. <laughs> That's weird. I mean, the Patriots right? had nothing to lose because he was due money at the end of the year. Oh, the year. Patriots, obviously. It was a frugal move. But you're right. We don't know. I mean, second-round picks, uh, historically, Carl Pickens, Brett Favre, Drew Brees. I mean, plenty of guys have been second-round picks and went on to... You like how I threw Carl Pickens in there with those two? We found, we found talent at all, in all rounds of the draft. We did, you just never know which round pick is going to turn out to be something. I mean, Terrell Davis, Hall of Fame running back from the Denver Broncos, was a seventh-round pick. Was he? Or I thought he was undrafted. Uh, no, he was a seventh-rounder. Seventh C.J. Anderson was undrafted. Okay. That might be Mike Anderson. Mike Anderson. So those are Denver Broncos running backs. What's interesting here is we're continuing with the Shanahan theme. Mm-hmm. So we, that's what, what we're a very ADD show here on the Weekend Sports Post. We can go down many different little rabbit holes. Um, Kurt Warner wasn't drafted. Right. But statistically, I would say first-round picks do, in fact, have a stronger likelihood of being a pro bowler than second-round picks, right? Yeah. Well, they're expected to as well, too. They're expected to, and they're paid accordingly. Um, how many years left does Tom Brady have? I've always Who said. Knows, he, right? I've always said. Um, at the end of his contract, which ends this year, so I think he's done after this year. Wow! What? Why? Steve, you don't think he'll play next year at all? No. 
You think he's retiring? I think he is retiring. Have you heard about his diet? Yes, Isn't I that funny how that's that's a big part I, of it? I don't think he's going to retire. Even if he was going to retire, I feel like he'd let the organization know and then they could have repaid Garoppolo accordingly, right? Or what that move also could have done. If you've, I've been listening to like Colin Cowherd's podcast this week. This move with Jimmy Garoppolo, he made a very good, interesting point that this means that Bill Belichick is leaving, is with, done. Is leaving with Tom Brady. So what they're doing is they're getting rid of the young future and they're bringing in, you know. Trying to sabotage the team right before they leave. Not necessarily sabotage, but it kind of shows that there's really not a lot of chance that Belichick is going to stay and keep the legacy going with Garoppolo. Once he's, I mean, when Brady's out, he's Fair out. enough. So. What do you think of... Uh, I think he'd still try to do what's best for the team before he left. Sure. He's got a... Unless you, he you, Robert Kraft. Yeah, I was going to say you, you would assume he has a good relationship with Robert, with Robert Kraft. Yeah. Well, I mean, Robert Kraft and his girlfriend, Carlos Correa, what they had was obviously fake love. But what Robert Kraft and his girlfriend have, that's real love. Obviously. Yes. Obviously. Just look at the age difference. It says it all. Kelly, do you think Tom Brady will play next season? <laughs> I would, unless you don't actually think he's going to retire this year, do you? I mean, he's yes, I, I would say he would definitely. And if there was a Vegas line, I'd argue you have to admit less. The Vegas line would say definitively he'll play next year, right? The Vegas line probably would. But I mean, Peyton Manning played well after he sucked. So I mean, <laughs> no, he didn't. He played one year <laughs> as he as he sucked. He, he sucked pretty bad that last. He, year. He was not good that year. He was historically bad, despite winning the Super Bowl, right? I mean, he is uh, Tom Brady. I'll admit his body gave out. On Peyton Manning's him. wife, what she brought to the table is she helped him order steroids. Everybody knows that's the role. Tom Brady's wife makes much more money than him, so it's a rare situation, right? Yeah, he doesn't need money, does he? No, so you're saying his not. wife isn't ordering him steroids either? She's yeah, I mean, I think the bigger story with that cream. is if it actually was getting ordered steroids. The bigger story there is an anti-aging company in Al Jazeera. Is, <laughs> they they is, broke the story. I'm just, no, Al Jazeera. No, they ordered from Al Jazeera, who is an anti-aging company who is not licensed to sell the HGH. That's the bigger story there, though. If that actually was true, did Al Jazeera? I, I think it is a fact that. HGH was delivered to his doorstep, right? Well, it was for his wife. It's factual information. A lot of people, Roger Clemens' wife, I think, used HGH. Uh, a lot of people do. I've got a buddy that I know pretty well that uses testosterone. I mean, that's mm-hmm. um, it's pretty common today. Yeah. Joe Rogan openly takes testosterone. Back to your point. You, you haven't seen Tom Brady decline yet. Is that what you're saying? That's what I'm saying. Is I, 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 Over the course of history, I've not seen a quarterback who retires before he starts to hit a downslope. Does that make sense? I mean, yeah. it makes perfect sense. But look uh, at Calvin Johnson, Barry Sanders, Jim Brown, those guys get their ass kicked. They're going across the middle for a team that sucks. And they're, they're you know, Robert Smith. Yep. Um, there's plenty of examples of that. Mm-hmm. I just don't see it from a quarterback, Les. Unless he gets a terrible injury or he's just not passionate. I think he's still really passionate about the game. I, when you look in his eyes, do you see love? I, I have heard that Belichick is not going to continue after the Tom Brady era, but that Greg, might just be Greg Popovich is attempting to, and it appears to do so with success, although the degree of success we will wait and see. I always compare Greg Popovich and Duncan to Bill Belichick and Tom Brady. Is there? What are your thoughts on the, the parallel between those two? Popovich is sticking around well after Duncan. 
He's positioning himself for the future. Will Bill Belichick stick around after Brady's gone? No. Steve? I, d- I doubt it. No. Belichick sucked as a coach for your Browns. Was he really terrible that bad? I don't have the numbers in front of me, but he got fired. Well, the team was moving, right, to Baltimore? Yeah, we'll, we'll wait and see. I mean, it. It. Um, I don't have the numbers in front of me. I mean, a good coach can suck for the Browns, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hugh Jackson is uh, probably a decent head coach, and they're like one in, what, 23? Mm-hmm. As a head coach? Obviously, the pedigree and the, the experience that Belichick had prior to his tenure with the, the, the Browns was uh, significant. And he was well, alongside Parcells, Parcells he was the defensive coordinator. He allowed Lawrence Taylor to smoke crack in the locker room at halftime of games, which is cool. You know, it worked. Oxmoor Chrysler Dodge Jeep and Ram buzz line is 502-384-1450. We encourage you to give us a call. Get in on the action. We're going to head to the buzz line now. We have, we'll say, one of our favorite callers. Marcus is on the line with us. How are you this morning, Marcus? It's very nice to hear people discussing my New England Patriots on the radio. Oh, yes. You, you, you tuned in right in time. What are your thoughts on the... Our, our dialogue this morning about the end of Tom Brady's uh, career, if, if we're even there yet, Les has predicted he won't even play next season. Who predicted that? Les. Les Abbott. And his girlfriend's name is, Nicole, is uh, <laughs> Ashley Nicole Smith. Les Abbott should be fired immediately. <laughs> okay. How, how many years left does Tom Brady have in the tank? I'd say four or five. You think he's going to play till he's 45, like he stated? I wouldn't be surprised at all. That is unprecedented. Uh, Nolan Ryan did that type of productivity late into his career as a pitcher, which I'll say he probably was using steroids. Uh, but to see it from, I guess, Jeff George, I think, played pretty late as a quarterback. You don't see that from a quarterback. I've seen studies where Brett Favre, Peyton Manning, they drop off. Uh, over the next couple of years, if you're uh, historically comparing him to his uh, rivals, uh, as far as historically, what what is different about Tom Brady, Marcus? Huh, rival, <laughs> Brett Favre. <laughs> Who was the other guy? Peyton Manning. Yeah, how many Super Bowls did they win between the two of them? Uh, three. Yeah, that that that's not a rivalry. And that, yeah, yeah. So, you know. Anyway, uh, there, there is no comparison to Tom Brady. But that's not necessarily because Tom Brady is some superior specimen or things like that. I think that we're seeing a whole new era of athletes being able to perform later and later into their lifespan at a higher level than we've ever seen before, not just because of changes in sports nutrition or anything shady that might be going on, but also because in the way sports are played and officiated, right? A lot of the brutality is being taken out of the NFL, and I'm not saying that's a bad thing. But Brady's got an opportunity to play longer because he doesn't play in the NFL of the 1960s and 70s. Okay. That's actually a very well-formulated uh, and rational 
argument, in my opinion. Yes, uh, we, we've talked about it. It's been a recurring theme on the weekend sports buzz in recent weeks that the brutality is being taken out. We saw the Kiko Alonso hit. Um, we saw, you know, tight end Miller about his career ending. Um, yeah, they, they want to protect their assets, and their assets, Marcus, are clearly quarterbacks. Absolutely. The highest paid position on the team, maybe it should be, maybe it shouldn't. But, you know, one of the reasons that these ridiculous, un-American, communist protests against the national anthem are tolerated is because the NFL is trying to protect its, you know, mostly millennial-based, baby-fied, coddled, pampered, bottle-fed, spoiled brat assets. Okay. Right? I mean, you got to remember, most of the NFL now is a composed of millennials. The laziest, most coddled, worthless generation in the history of the United States. Right? These four children were told by their parents throughout their lives how important and great they are and how much their opinions matter. And somehow, these idiots have made it into a profession where they think that's true. So, you know, it's a symptom of the of the problems with our country far more than it is any any kind of important protest. Okay. You know? well, it's I, laughable. I appreciate you yeah. always bring possibly polarizing opinions to the show, but at its core, really, your argument about Tom Brady thriving past when other all-time great quarterbacks did, it that's rational. That makes sense. Um the brutalities come out. They're protecting their assets, the quarterback, and uh, we'll have to wait and see. Marcus, we appreciate your call. As always, before we let you go, anything else you want to chime in on? Well, I didn't get to hear uh, much of the first hour of the show, so I was just going to ask you uh, about the current the preseason AP poll. Did you guys get a chance to see much of that? Look at it very much for college basketball. I saw it a little bit. What are, your, what are your thoughts on the preseason for college basketball, the preseason rankings? Well, I just thought it was interesting that what you have, in college basketball, there's basically six power conferences. And in the first AP poll, the top six teams are one team each from those six conferences. So parity, despite the fact that... There is all these this corruption and FBI investigations and everything like that. You're saying, Marcus, the NBA embodies parity. I'm sorry, the college well, I call, call, NBA. I'm sorry, call, the, the college, college, ba- college, college, college basketball embodies yeah. parity. Okay, that's a fair argument. Is there less? What are the six? Marcus says there's six. What are the six uh, uh, power conferences for college basketball? The six power conferences: the ACC, the Big Ten, the SEC, the Pac-12, and leave them one out. The, uh, Big 12. Big 12. Big 12. Yeah. That's five. All right. What uh, about... Six. Uh, That's six. Is that six? That's six. Yeah, Did you say the Big East? Did you mention the Big East? Yeah, Big East. The Big East. Now, would you even call them a power conference anymore? Maybe in college basketball. <laughs> yeah. The Big East is definitely a power conference since they sent 70% of their membership to the NCAA tournament last year. No yeah. conference has ever done that before. Okay. It's the SEC that's questionable as to whether or not they're a power conference in basketball. That's fair. Okay. Well, as always... Uh, Marcus, oh, did somebody say they've been listening to Colin Cowherd's uh, 
something or other. Yes, Les said he's been listening to the Colin Coward podcast over the past week. Thoughts on Colin Coward? Well, well, let me just say in closing that as far as Colin Coward knowing anything about Bill Belichick, Tom Brady, the New England Patriots, or what time it is while he's talking, I like my bottom with Colin Coward. <laughs> Okay, as always, Marcus, we, fair enough. As always, we appreciate your call. You give us plenty of fodder for the remaining. We'll drop drop Marcus's call there um, for the remainder remainder of the weekend sports buzz this morning. Um, thoughts on, on, Marcus, on Marcus's call there, Les? I'm a, I'm a, Is he your favorite person in the world, Les? I've never really met the guy. I know, I know. But, but you feel like you kind of know him. You really hit it off with him. I mean, yeah. <laughs> Les and I are both millennials, correct? Yeah, I mean, correct. we're categorized. What is a millennial? I, I was born in 83. Well, you're too old. I mean, it's, just look at your no, wrinkles. No, millennial look is actually look at your born crow's in 80, feet. 84. You were one year off. 84 is the start. Isn't it? I thought it was 86 to, to 96. No, it's 84 to, 90, to 99. Okay. Way off. Look at your crow's feet, dude. You can't be a millennial. Well, I mean, you guys are joking on this, but in all seriousness... You guys are much more coddled and entitled than I am. How old is George St. Pierre? He's 36. Yeah, you're about right. <laughs> After a fight. I'm <laughs> staring right into your eyes. I can see it. I'm getting a, a text saying it's 81 to 97. Can we get clarification on what millennials are? No Marcus really does not like millennials. Is that clear? That is, I think that is clear. That's clear. We can all agree Marcus is not a fan of millennials. He did make a point that the NFL is getting less brutal. That was a good point. That but, was a very good point. But let me listen to these injuries, Kelly. Aaron Rodgers, Andrew Luck, Deshaun Watson, David Johns, Dalvin Cook, Odell Beckham. Go slower, can you? Those are some of the biggest stars in the sport. So, if you look at the injury reserve, the, a team full of like injured reserves players, you could almost win a Super Bowl with a team full could. of that team. You definitely could. Aaron Rodgers might be the best player in the league. Arguably, yes. And then David Johnson might be the best running back in the yep. league. Odell Beckham Great might be top three yeah. receivers in the league. Yeah. Greg Olson, Jason Peters, one of the best offensive linemen in the league. JJ how old is Jason Peters? JJ Watt. You had me until how old is Jason? Thirty-seven. He's old, but he's still one of the 37. best offensive linemen. In the league. Wow! How did I know that off the top of my head? I'm gonna go ahead and get really, myself. You just really like Jason Peters. Just give myself a pat on the back there. Go to Pro Football Focus and we'll see what he's rated as a left tackle. Okay. I bet he's pretty high up there. Are you gonna check what that about, out for what us? What about JJ Watt? Is he too? Old for you? No. Okay. I know you're getting real into this age thing with Tom Brady and your crow's feet. Well, George St. Pierre. I know Marcus brought the millennials topic into the league, into the discussion. Okay. And we said, we vowed this morning we were not going to make our NFL uh, segment political. Marcus injected that in. Okay. That's what he does. He brings the controversy. Um, so that's how it came up. Is that okay with you that I addressed the caller's uh, sentiments? Is that okay with You've you, been Steve? Talking about this all day, though. Saint Pierre, LeBron, Peyton Manning. Age is relevant. Are, are you afraid of dying, Kelly? <laughs> I, I feel like there's an underlying theme here. Maybe you wanted to discuss on. I'm going to live to at least 115. I'm 34 now. On the dot. At least 115. No, I don't know. At least are maybe 118. On technology. No, I just take much better care of myself than you guys. You guys will make it past your, you know, maybe late 60s. You do take good care of yourself. Thank you. You could invest in some skincare products, <laughs> but overall, you do take good I care I have of great yourself. skin. I had milia on my face, yeah. had it professionally removed. You did, yes. That's um, great, by the way. So, sto- storylines across the world. I'm sorry, Steve. Go. Uh, another storyline 
Ezekiel Elliott, are you getting tired Golly. of Golly. Getting sick of it. Did he beat a woman or not? I did mean, he? He was never actually charged is the interesting thing. Did he beat a woman? I mean. Is the NFL a complete mess? And what I mean by that is they don't have a, a solid um, stance on anything. It is all subjective. You beat a woman, you get this type of suspension. Well, was it on camera? Do we know what it was? We don't know. We'll, 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 we'll determine at that time what our punishment's going to be, and we're going to try to play the moral high ground card on every single time. Oh, you want to kneel for the, the, the uh, national anthem? That's fine. Oh, my God. Now the ratings are plummeting. It's not fine. Yep. They're complete, it's a complete sliding scale for Goodell and the NFL. In Goodell's defense, didn't the players' union give, that, give him the right to basically – Pass down suspensions as he sees fit. Oh, yeah. He has the ultimate power, right? Yeah. It's not a democracy. So, I mean, sometimes there doesn't have to be direct proof of... No, there doesn't have to be, obviously. He, happened, he's, not, right? he's not violating his rules as the commissioner. Yeah. He's allowed to do that. But is there any consistency? No, there's not. No, there's, there's not none whatsoever. I think that's what people are sick of, right? I'm, I'm not going to sit here and pretend like I am yeah, really care that much. I, I, I have a life that I live. You know, I've got a couple kids. I, you know, I watch sports. I, I try to get it for enjoyment. I'm not going to get too bent out of shape. Like, I hate – I don't I don't even say I hate Roger Goodell or dislike him. But if you're looking at for consistency from the NFL, it's not existent, right? Not at all. No. Do you have any opinions on Josh Gordon being suspension for uh, – All for marijuana? All Is for that marijuana? accurate? Yeah. I'm a, an advocate missed. of marijuana being legalized. Years I, missed. I think that is ridiculous. Les, your thoughts? But there is set no thoughts. There is set rules, and you got to abide by these rules. Yeah, a lot of these topics, like kind of like Les said, is I, I don't really care. Okay. Uh, with the, I think um, if we're talking about beating women, like Joe Mixon or Ray Rice, you don't care. Or Ezekiel, <laughs> no, that, that in all seriousness, that's obviously a completely different. Um, Thing than Josh Gordon continually testing positive for marijuana. It's completely different. Marijuana smoking marijuana does not necessarily hurt anyone else. I guess it could, um, but so if he got caught driving under the influence and reckless driving while under the influence of marijuana, that would be a different story. Yeah, absolutely. Which could happen. I'm not going to suggest that smoking a big old fatty and then driving around while your your eyes are is the safest thing. It's no. not the safest thing in the world. But if you're using it responsibly. Much like drinking, then have at it. <laughs> Knock yourself out. Ezekiel Elliott is interesting because it impacts the league this year. Yes, it does. Do the Cowboys still have a chance of making a run to the Super Bowl? I Keep- mean, yeah, they do. They do. I mean, they still have a good uh, running core behind them. They have arguably the best offensive line in football. Darren and- McFadden. Alfred Morris. I'm sorry, not McFadden. McFadden is with the... No, they have McFadden. They have McFadden. He hasn't but also been Alfred, activated Alfred this Morris year, is but... too, though. Okay. So, sorry to interrupt you, Les. So, so, they do have a chance at making a run. Yes. I mean, and I think we're going to get a real good look at of what Dak Prescott is made of if Ezekiel Elliott is ever going to get suspended, which maybe not this, maybe not this year. That's the thing. He is going to be available today. So. He's been suspended like three times this year, I feel and like. Has and he not hasn't missed, a, missed game. a game. Exactly. Isn't that crazy? Uh, Chris McIntosh uh, in our league drafted him in our fantasy league, Steve. And smart, he was smart move. He just said, no, I think it'll work itself out. Smart move in hindsight, right? Yep. And the Chiefs are at the Cowboys today. 
at 430, which should be awesome. Who's right? the best team in the NFL? Uh, statistically, the the Eagles. The Eagles. Less. Well, there's a couple are you teams defined statistically? The, or the Steelers. They're, 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 what he means the by Eagles. that is the best record, right? Okay, yeah. Do they have a better record than the Steelers and the Patriots and the Chiefs? Because I know they're all like six and two, right? They're all about six and two. Yeah. What are the Eagles? Seven and one or six that, and two? They're seven and one. What yeah. is the accumulative record of the Eagles teams that they beat? Not good. Eighteen and. 54. I mean, it's really bad. What did you say? I think it's eighteen and fifty-four. That's not good. So they they have not beat the best of. No, uh, they competition. They have a very young quarterback, Carson Wentz. Yes, who the Browns could have drafted. What about the Rams? What are the storylines there? Hell yeah. of a bounce back year after getting rid of Fisher, right? Yeah. Are they going to stay in L.A.? Yeah, I think all you need to do is go to L.A. and start winning, and you'll be fine, right? Because that's all they care about is they'll follow you if you're a winning team. Hasn't... Hasn't there been some stories about maybe they're already out of there? Uh, I think I've heard that more about San Diego, right, Les? I think so, something about San Diego. You like how many assignments we throw at Les over maybe, the course I mean, of the show? Sandy, I mean, San you mean, Diego uh, could, be, could go back to San Diego, I, I believe. Was like, Sandy, um, yeah, the Chargers, I mean, because they're not getting a very, follow, uh, very good fan base here in Los Angeles. I mean, they're playing at a soccer stadium for a National Football League game. That's not... Necessarily, I mean, they don't even have their. They're a National Football League program and don't even have their own stadium. They're building stadiums. Under Do they still have that that coaching staff? No, they they got rid of um, the former Titans coach Jeff Fisher, yeah. didn't they? Yep. They still have. Sing- they don't have any of those guys. They Singletary. Have, they have the youngest um, coach now, thirty four years old. What's his name? McVeigh. McVeigh, like, kind of like Timothy McVeigh, exactly. the Oklahoma City bomber. Yeah. Wow! Can't what, believe he got. I can't was? believe they hired him. Give me McVay. the last name, McVay. McVay. Okay, wow. Well. I'm so smart. So the, the Rams are a storyline across the league. Uh, A.J. McCarron. Deshaun Watson was having a great year. And Torres ACL. Torres yes. ACL, he's out. All those injuries, how, how crazy is it this year? Marcus Mariota is getting a lot of attention for a big year. Uh, you could certainly argue being drafted in the same class as Jameis Winston. Um that they will always be compared to each other, right? Yeah. Kind of like Eli and Ben Roethlisberger. Is that a good example? Or Eli and Philip Rivers as well. Too. Eli, except except Philip Rivers never won a Super Bowl, so I, I, I don't. Philip Rivers is a better quarterback than Eli Manning. Is he? Yes. Is he less? According to what exactly? Statistics and not Super Bowls. Less loves the Mannings. He does. I mean, he has an Archie's um tattoo on his back. <laughs> What's the other one? Scooter. Uh, Cooper. Of course he knew same, that. Same thing. Of course he knew it. Of course he knew the name. I knew it was Cooper. I was baiting you. Do you see how quick he corrected he hates me? Tom Brady. He loves Peyton Manning. And he makes excuses for the wives of these men. Yeah, <laughs> committing horrible atrocities oh, against humanity. Absolutely. Horrible. Against humanity. Absolutely horrible. We're gonna head to a break. We appreciate everyone tuning in. We are the weekend sports buzz coming at you every Sunday morning from 9 a.m. until 11 a.m. I'm Kelly Patrick. Steve Driver, Les Abbott. Be sure to stay tuned. We'll be right back. Let me tell you, baby. What you mean to me? Let me tell you, baby.
Welcome back to the Weekend Sports Buzz here on 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. WXVW, we encourage you to give us a call on the Oxmoor Chrysler Dodge Jeep and Ram Buzz Line, 502-384-1450. Give us a call. Get in on the action. Interact with us on Twitter, uh, at the Kelly Patrick at WSB1450, and at Less Is More Sports is the way to interact with the three of us. Uh, we encourage you to get in on the uh, interactive nature of uh, the state of the weekend sports buzz right now. I've been on the air almost six years, and it's a, almost a therapeutic session each and every week to cover not one specific sport, not just the Louisville football or basketball. Fortunately for me, we don't have to focus too much on just that. We get to talk about whatever in the hell we want to. We had a very interesting discussion in the break about Cody Garbrandt and TJ Dillashaw last night. Um, Dillashaw beating his former teammate from Team Alpha Male in Sacramento. Uh, Big UFC card last night. I really enjoyed it. I'm an MMA fan. And um, I mean, this is, we go through some parts of the year, Steve. You've been on the air now with me for like two years. Something like that. Yep. So we go through some times of the year, of the calendar year, where it's kind of a dead period. Where really all we get to talk about is historical stuff or maybe baseball or horse racing. Right now, I would argue, is the prime time NFL, NBA. We, we have it all going on right now. Yep. It's not just historical. I mean, what are, what are we missing out on right now, Les? I mean... Can you think of any stories we haven't really covered? I mean, we haven't talked about college basketball a lot today. College basketball. Um, our, our man Les, um, shockingly, taking the moral high ground on uh, Duke basketball because they suspended um, they suspended a couple of their players for academic reasons. Shockingly, um, Les is playing the you know holier than thou card. In other news, Steve, the sun came up this morning. Water is wet. Um, so we've got that to go on. Uh, Marcus mentioned college basketball. Any thoughts on on the suspensions, Les? I mean, it's um, I've looked at the details, and both Trayvon du- and all Trayvon Duval, uh, Alex O'Connell, and Jordan Goldwire. From what it's um, from what it very sounded like to me when I first heard the details, was they're all three freshmen. They weren't suspended previously, and they aren't suspended for any games um, going on. So I kind of, what I got out of that was that these three all have a class together, and you can roll your eyes all you want, Kelly. But <laughs> Um, they all three have a class together, and they chose to skip it. I mean, is that, obviously that's not a problem. That or are we, are we speculating? Uh, hold on, hold on. I'm, okay, getting, I'm okay. getting to that. Oh. Also, Coach K, may, after the press conference, after the exhibition game over, Bowie State said that that indeed was what happened. And now okay. it's not – okay, one class or so ever is not a problem, but as long as they don't keep doing it, that's not the problem. I mean, I mean Kelly can roll his eyes, but I mean, didn't Derek Character needed somebody to come over from uh, playing European basketball just to take him to class? For, I mean, Ellis Miles, sure. I, I, I would not argue that Derek Character was a a profound student. I like seeing. The I won't coach, take that stance. Yes, and I would like. I mean, I like seeing Coach K take a stance on it early. As long as it doesn't continuously oh, happen, it's not fired a problem. Up, Kelly. <laughs> Is there any other coaches who reflect this uh, Absolutely. high of a standard for their student athletes than Duke? Or is it just maybe Saban. Coach K Saban. and Johnny no, Dawkins? There's a lot of Nick Saban. Nick Saban. Definitely not Nick Saban. <laughs> Les Miles. <laughs> uh, uh, football. God, that's a different. 
we could deal uh, down the many ur- kids to keep track of, right? That's Urban Meyer. Boils down to. But that doesn't mean we can't look at the facts. I mean, Urban Meyer, your Urban Meyer has quite the track record, as does Nick Saban. All the, the successful college football coaches is how it works. Yeah. Bobby Petrino, they have a, a very, very checkered track record. Which is, kids, man. which is, if I were them and I was trying to do my job well, I would do the same thing. Not judging, not taking the whole moral high ground. However, less is. Uh, okay. <laughs> okay. So, so Duke, how great is Duke? They're, they're preseason number one. They're preseason number one across I the actually, board, right? I actually did not have them in my list as preseason number one. They're a very talented bunch. They have the number one uh, ranked player at, at four positions coming in, and um, but the thing is. They're talented, but they're young. Okay. We have uh, Duke's going to have uh, four freshmen in the starting lineup and one senior. Okay. Um, they're Grayson Allen's that one senior. Grayson Allen is that one senior. Most popular man in the country. I knew I we like were just going to have a great. We're going to have. I don't a great hate time him. Talking about. Oh, really? You're yeah. One of few people I actually know that do not hate. Steve Grayson. doesn't hate him. But we both like controversial figures. Yeah, Steve doesn't things. hate him. No, I don't. None of us hate Grayson Allen. Five zero two three eight four fourteen fifty is the Oxmoor Chrysler Dodge Jeep and Ram Buzz line. It's Little almost ninety nine percent of people hate Grayson Allen. Yes. I think sometimes stuff gets too carried away one way uh-huh. that people are like, "Oh, he's the devil." And I know they don't literally say he's the devil. But, Les, you follow college basketball very closely. Uh, Real quick, Les is more sports. Tell our listeners how they can follow you and what is Les is more sports. And then quickly, what's your top five? Um, All right, Les is more sports. Um, It's L-E-S-I-S-M-O-R-E sports uh, on the Twitter handle. And um, if you can't find me, it's a picture of Brian Scalabrini as my my, uh, cover photo. And my top five coming into the season was Kansas – Michigan State, Duke, Kentucky, and Villanova was my top five. Okay. Um, Kansas, I think they have enough, a good mix of experience, youth, very talented. I'm very high on uh, freshman power forward Billy Preston, who has looked amazing in their uh, exhibition games. One team I always let, I mean, I may regret leaving off my top five is Arizona. I've watched them play. Um, Kelly, I think you can uh, talk about a very lofty comparison that I made earlier this week to uh, DeAndre Ayton. Do you remember that? To, to, I'm sorry, to who? DeAndre Ayton. No, I, 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 off the top of my head, what was it? That he reminds me physically. Oh, yes, of Akeem Olajuwon, yes. And I'm not saying that, uh, that And you're standing good. behind that. I'm not saying that you're not accurate, much like the, um, much like the Jimmy Garoppolo for, uh, for, stuff. Time will tell. Time will tell. But you're predicting that he'll be an NBA Hall of Famer with no, two no, titles. No, 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 no. That's what I was trying to say. I'm. I think he's a very. I like his skill base. What I'm in a college I'm, national championship too. I did not say no. Hakeem Olajuwon did not want to call. Oh, him. you're right. No, he did not. But um, no. For our listeners, if you haven't watched DeAndre uh, Ayton play, I highly suggest looking at his highlight film. What I mean by that is his overall physical appearance, the way he moves on the court, his set of skill set is very resembling to a young Hakeem Olajuwon. Am I saying he's going to have near the career Hakeem Olajuwon did? Yes. Not. No, I'm not. Hakeem is the all-time leader in blocks in the he history is. of the NBA. He's arguably a top five center of all time. Sure. Arguably top three, honestly. So we are in agreement on that stuff. Yeah. And I'm not. And, and, and in all seriousness, I'm not suggesting you're wrong. Who does this guy play for again? Arizona. Well, we'll, we'll, we'll I'll keep my eyes peeled now. Um, and you said your Twitter handle for less is more sports. You also have videos. You have a series of, I mean, is there a website? How do people, they can click the follow a, button have, on Facebook. How do they follow you and they, they keep up to Facebook, speed? They can follow, I can click the follow for less is more sports. Less is like less is more sports. Are you asking them how to work just Twitter in general? I think no, I'm just asking less. 
is putting out a brand, less will be a producer or a personality within the world of sports radio uh, after he graduates over the next year or in December. Mm-hmm. So next month. <laughs> so he might be leaving us next month. Um, but, okay, so that's your top five. Steve, thoughts on college basketball this year? I don't care. Okay, I appreciate that. Not yet. I mean, if Thad Mata hey, were man, coaching, the NFL's on today. I'm playing you in fantasy football. I'm trying to beat some ass today. I got some great people, Julio Jones. That will be televised today. I'm getting super hyped up. Why are we watching Emmett Smith highlights? The Colts will be on TV today, like every other weekend. Uh, Les has to be super excited for that. Andrew Luck <laughs> is still not playing because he's, he's a sissy, and um, Chuck Pagano will be fired at the end of this year. So they're just waiting for the next year. You know, I'm with you until you said Andrew Lux is sissy. I was with you on everything else. Listen, if you're healthy, you should want to play. That's my opinion. But he's right? not healthy, though. That's the thing. Well, he's ma- they say he's making a lame excuse, like he still has some shoulder soreness. Well, the the truth is their record is bad. That's it, what they're two and six. In the current state of the NFL, how or first off, how old is Andrew Luck? Andrew Luck's 26. Okay, how old's Tom Brady? 40. And we're we're thinking he's definitely playing next year. So if Andrew Luck is truly as great as we think he is, he has a legitimate 14 years left. <laughs> right? 14 seasons of excellence left. So he is making a career decision, right? I guess so. So you're saying Less, that's smart of him. Would you honestly... I, I don't know that that's smart of him, but that's what he's doing. I mean, shoulder surgery that Andrew Luck actually had back uh, over, the, over the summer is a 9- to 12-month healing process regardless. Now, that being said, even if they are pushing him to come back, would you, I mean... Would you want to come back when the situation with the Colts playing right now? I mean, look at how they're playing. So he's making a business, or I'm sorry, not a business. A person. Yeah, a business. A business. A business. A business decision. What if you win the next eight games? You're ten and six, right into the playoffs. But he still has a really bad offensive line, and he just doesn't have much there, does he? No, really not. Might as well try to get some picks, get some talent around them. Chris Ballard has replaced, and his first season as Colts GM has replaced 26 of 50 of the active 53 man roster from last year's team. Okay. So. And we are, we are actually a Colts station, so we should try to at least be aware of, of how great the Colts are right now. They're so great. <laughs> Who's their quarterback? Jacoby Brissett. Brissett. Colts versus Texans on at new, um, one, I'm sorry, and both starting quarterbacks are injured. Wow, what a wonderful game to put on TV. Who is the starting quarterback for the Texans? Tom Savage. Now. Yeah. That's right. But who was it? It was Deshaun Watson. Yeah, I'm sorry, Deshaun Watson, yes. That's so stupid. <laughs> Well, what about uh, Jadavian Clowney? He's good, but J.J. Watt. But, but Clowney's healthy? Clowney is healthy, Okay. J.J. Watt. And, and, and is Jadavian Clowney a bust? No. No. He's, he's Made the Pro Bowl last year. Okay. So uh, I know we're just skipping topics, but um, the Texans could be on the cusp of something really serious uh, in, the in, the, the, in the next couple of years. They have that New York Giants, Tom Coughlin magic formula of two – or even more, they have a couple other good guys, too. Prolific pass rushers, along with a talented quarterback, DeAndre Hopkins. They've got a good wide receiver. Yeah, Will Fuller. They could be winning a Super Bowl over the next few years. Any reason you compared that to Tom Coughlin? D- strong defensive line with a... Yeah, j- j- you just they won two Super Bowls with that formula. I'm, I was curious because Tom Coughlin... Uh, Tom Coughlin is in the front office of another AFC South team. Oh. I was making yeah, sure you Jaguars. weren't Jacksonville. Yeah, yeah, I was making sure you weren't getting him confused. No, but but you know what I mean. Yeah, I know what you Michael mean. Michael Strahan, play, yes. Justin Tuck, OCU Minora. Say, don't leave out you, uh, you Um There's probably another Jason Pierre-Paul. Pierre-Paul. Did he win a Super Bowl? JPP did not. 
Okay. But but still, that's the formula. And they had a couple... No, def- JG, JPP did in 2012. He doesn't have a finger to put the ring on. <laughs> that's just wrong. We've, that's been a recurring theme of the show today, is talking about removing fingers. This is, yeah. My son, and now JPP. We made a lot of progress, I mean, right? Right, Les? We made a lot of progress. Okay, so you don't care about college basketball. That's okay. No. Your Buckeyes suck. My Louisville Cardinals actually could be good this year. This what are they, 16? Where, where do you have Louisville ranked, Les? I had Louisville ranked in the top 10. Okay. I'm not saying I don't care about college basketball in general, just not at this point right now. Okay, that's fair. There's too much else going on. College, ba- college football it's is, not a main is priority in the midst form, of, yeah. you know, this was the one of the best weekends ever for college football with all the great matchups. I'm just not super interested in preseason games or whatever you want to call it. Right? We, we're on the heels of a historical World Series. We have a, had a great UFC card last night. Uh, I was fortunate to be able to do commentary for what I would say is a great uh, Hard Rock MMA show in Bowling Green at the Sloan Convention Center for Brandon Hard Rock Higdon and, and Vanessa Higdon, brought to you by B2 Digital, um, under new ownership. It really is uh, intriguing that the promotion, B2 Digital trading at BTDG, which is an institutional investment company, has bought this local MMA promotion in the state of Kentucky. Okay, So this, this big company has came in and bought this local MMA, company, uh, local MMA promotion. Okay, And they have just invested money into it. The, the, the telecast... Is all taken off. This T-shirt I'm wearing, very stylish T-shirt, can be found at hardrockmma.com. Um, and we have all the camera angles and everything. Matt McCarthy does a great job with the the, the broadcast. You can watch the fights for free. Uh, now they have an increased emphasis on the pro fights. There's professional titles. I mean, it's really taken off. So it, it's a, a very, for me at least, I'm a part of it. So obviously I have a vested interest. But... Um, very exciting. So there's plenty to talk about right now in our last four minutes. We just have all the time in the world. What topics have we left out, Les? I don't think we've really left out. We could jump into any one of these, any one of these, and, and, and talk for hours. You know, I was actually earlier, I was going to uh, test, see how good you all are. Um, let's let's hear tell it. Me, can you all tell me who the top, uh, who the five leading scorers in the NBA are right now? Oh, God. LeBron? No. No. He is up he there. He's averaging like 24. He's actually averaging 29. Wow, this yeah, is... It was 24.1 before his 57.8. Jeez. Uh, Westbrook? No. <laughs> um, Greek Freak? Yes, he's number one. Okay. LeBron uh, is number two. Victor so we have the first two. Wait, wait a second. No, 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 no. I said, you said top five, and I said LeBron, and you guys both said no. Oh, he, I said no. I said <laughs> he was top five. I said he wasn't number one. I think he said no. <laughs> Okay. That's actually what All I right. said. All right. So, Gre- so Greek to, Freak, LeBron. Are we naming them in order? Uh, yes, name in order. So, so far, we got Greek Freak and LeBron. Who's number three? I don't know about in order. Okay. We'll keep. All right. Then I'll make it easier and let's not name them in order. Okay. Is Westbrook up there? No, he's not. Okay. Um, who are we leaving out, Steve? Victor Oladipo. He is not up there. <laughs> Doug McDermott. Really good guesses there. Russ Smith. <laughs> who's not even in the NBA? Way off, Kelly. Who did you say? Wes Smith? Russ Smith. Russ Smith, okay. Um, I don't know. Greek Freak, LeBron. I haven't been paying attention to the NBA like, like I should. Who, let's think. Milwaukee is obviously taking a step forward. Orlando's doing good. Who leads them in scoring? Don't know. 
Vucevic leads them in scoring. But Vucevic. He's not, he okay. Is not um in the top five. Um. I I uh, there are two that ha- that are on the same team on this list that are four and five. Steph Curry. No. Who are they, Les? DeMarcus Cousins and Anthony Davis. Wow. What's their record? Yeah, what's their record? Their record is not good. It's I think it's three and four. So points don't equal wins, Kelly. <laughs> okay, so you've we we've listed Cousins, Davis, um, missing one. Uh, Greek Freak, LeBron, we're missing one. Carmelo. What? What are you shaking your head? I don't know. At? He's one of the top scorers in the league. Yeah, who else is it? It's Kristaps uh, Porzingis. Oh, damn. What's the Knicks record? The Knicks record is you like four how many? And four. I'm sorry? Four and four. They're okay. at 500. They're actually, on, they're actually won four out of their last five games. I love watching Kristaps Porzingis play. Yeah, yeah, I honestly awesome. do, too. He's pretty good. He can do everything. And he's 7-3. I saw him, yeah. He's legit 7-3, and he can, like, pull from 28 feet. Hell of a volleyball player, too. Seriously? No, after that, that after that spike on uh, Josh, he probably Jackson. would be. Yeah, and, and if, Anthony Davis. If you could start an NBA franchise right now, what player would you take number one overall? At this point in their career, or just from at this point in their career, I'm trying to I'm trying to convince you guys to take Porzingis. No, I'd take Giannis. Okay, you mean that's Giannis? Giannis. That's almost undebatable, right? Probably Giannis. Yeah. Giannis. Okay, Greek freak. Nobody can pronounce his name, but he's the best player in the NBA. Probably will win the MVP. I am the only one who can pronounce his name. Giannis Antetokounmpo. Now you're messing me up. Oh, Oh, let's get it. Antetokounmpo, there we go. Join us next Sunday from 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. We are the Weekend Sports Buzz.